with your palate cruisers. Welcome into a brand new episode of Audio Knots, the first episode of season two. Um, we're excited to be back from a mini hiatus. Uh, we are still your pop culture palate cleanser, and I am co-hosting with the always marvelous Mr. Marvelous Ren. How's it going, my friend? You good? What do do? What do it do? That's the real question. With so much going on these days. You never know what it might do. Yep. New day, new problems. <laughs> that's, uh, that's an attitude. The right attitude? I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, what have you been up to? Anything good other than, you know, fish? Oh, more fish. More fish. I saw that. Right. Uh, I can't even remember. More we, fish. <laughs> I can't remember what we talked about last time. Did we talk about how your fish had like 6,000 baby fish yet? No, like... In time, the time between our last podcast and this podcast, man, yeah, it bred, and so I have like hundreds of little, little betta fries, just tons and tons of fish. Yeah, I'm curious to see how many of them end up making it. Like, how many live through this process? All of them, every single one. I'm just that good. No, uh, I was, there's a few that passed. Uh, I've read where people bred and only like 10 survive out of yeah. like the hundreds. Yeah. So hopefully um, I can do better than that. More than 10. That's a goal. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny how like it, this whole thing like, you know, works for everything else, but how if you ask for advice or show something or, or what you're doing, like for example, if I post a picture, here's my fish, where's my tank? There's always somebody like a, a pro, you know, like ripping you a new one. Like, really? Did this, that, need this, you know. Did that actually happen? Not to me, but to when I, I was researching stuff, you know. Yeah. And people will post up and there's always somebody like say, no, it needs this big of a tank. It needs this. You know, there's always like the professional dude. The, that, the experts that know everything. Yeah. yeah. And that, that goes with everything, you know, not just fish, but, you know. Oh yeah, that's kind of, that's part of the problem I think with uh, today's society is we all think that we're experts on everything. Yeah. And that's why everybody's always arguing because they're like, "Oh, I I know better than you. I know better than the next person." Yeah, there's probably people out there saying, "These guys sucks at podcasts." Then you oh, stop. For sure. Yeah, we we suck. We know that. Yeah, we're 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 well aware <laughs> that we suck at podcasting, but yeah. it's fun. So suck it. Yeah, but like everything I read, they're like, "You need this, need that," and I I don't know. I just kind of like took the good of what everyone's been doing and just kind of combined it into one. Yeah. Uh, I took a lot of notes and how to, how to do it. I mean, like a reading one-on-one to whoever wants it, DM us, I'll share it to you. <laughs> there you go. If you two want to become a beta fish, what would you even call it? I mean, what, what's the terminology for someone who raises beta fish? A breeder, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you want to be a beta breeder, like Mr. Ren, he's got all the, the hot notes. Yeah, living my Pokemon dream. <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. What else have you been doing other than uh, breeding uh, fighting fish? Yeah, I just watch the shows, eating good food. Uh, yeah, what kind of good food time you and family. Well, you know, you've been talking about going keto so much that it inspired yeah. me to nice. go on keto. So we've been doing a lot of keto food, a lot of cheese. Lots of cheeses sure. and yeah. protein, meats. and Yeah. 
veg, but not uh, root vegetables. That's the key. Yeah, whatever's fatty, I'll yeah. eat it. Yeah, let's go. Pork That's the best belly, part about it. Give it to me. That's the best part about keto is it doesn't really feel like a diet a lot of the times because you still get yeah. to eat lots of tasty things. Some diets are like nothing tastes good. And the key to this one, to at least staying with it, I think is because a lot of it tastes good. Well, the main key to staying with this diet is to have a partner that likes to cook and can cook. Oh, I agree 1000% yeah. with that. That's, yeah. that's, that really is key because if you're eating the same three things over and over again, you're going to hate it so quick. But yeah. if you have someone who's willing to put the time in and figure out how to make a lot of yeah. different meals, it's way better. So shout out to my wife for doing that. Yeah, nice. Very, very nice. If it was up um, to me, I'd be eating broccoli and chicken breasts every day. <laughs> I'd be eating beef sticks and chunks of cheese and then probably yeah. die of a heart attack. Yeah. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, so you said you've been eating good, you've been hanging out with family, you've been watching uh, entertainment. What kind of entertainment have you been watching lately? What's your thing? Well, the thing is there's no more like movies to watch, right? And we yeah, can't the movies go. have all dried up. Yeah. So there have been a lot of shows that are coming out, but not good shows. No. I, I feel like since uh, it's July, the yeah. good shows are coming back, and we're not like there yet. So we're, we're we're in the summertime show phase. So they, yeah. they they dump all their garbage in summertime because normally, in a normal world, not covered in plague, we'd all be outside doing stuff. We'd be like right. all over the place. So yeah, they, this is when they dump the crap because they know we're not gonna watch. But guess what we're doing now? We're staying home, saving lives, saving lives, watching crappy TV. Yeah. One day we could tell our like great grandkids something. The one time I saved the world, I was sleeping on the couch. Back when I was young, I saved the world by watching crappy shows about warrior nuns. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the kids will be like, wow, geez, Grandpa, you're a real hero. So you're watching that too, right? Yeah, so let's, let's jump in. Let's, let's start there. Let's jump into the healthy stream. And we'll start with uh, the Netflix. And so, yeah, let's talk about it. Because I know that you watched a little bit of Warrior Nun. I've watched, um, I think, I want to say seven episodes of Warrior Nun. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's the most hit and miss show I've ever seen. It's so uneven. Like, yeah. there's some episodes where I'll watch the episode, and I, at the end of the episode, I'll be like, damn, those pretty good show i'm gonna go tell everybody how great this show is and then i'll watch the next episode and i'm like what the crap happened this show sucks and i i, I think i figured it out i think it's come down to that it's based on a comic book by the way it's based on like your very typical sexist comic book. i went and looked it up and like it's like big bosomy women with like nun yeah. habits on like sword fighting nothing at all what the show looks like which is good good on them for not following that the concept of the show is pretty cool though i mean Basically, she becomes the warrior nun by having an angel's halo inserted into her, which is, I think, is super yeah. cool. Cool concept, man. Cool concept. But I think that maybe, and I haven't read any of the comics, to be fair, but um, I feel like maybe there's not as much dialogue in the comic, and they're trying to fill in dialogue, because that's where they really run into their issues. They're like trying to fill time, and the writing just kind of sucks. Well, I feel like they fill in too much time. Yeah, it's like they signed a deal for 10 episodes, so they're just dragging it along, whereas if they would have done maybe like eight episodes, which I've seen yeah. some Netflix shows do, it would have been way better. 
Yeah, because I'm like on episode like seven or something. Yeah, very close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just the beginning of her like warrior nun stuff. Right. She's still trying to figure out how it yeah. all works. She isn't really seven even episodes joined. later. Yeah. Yeah, part of it was it almost like they wanted to make it kind of a teen drama at the same time. So it's very got yeah. this kind of weird teeter totter thing going. Where on one side of the the teeter totter, you've got like this action comic booky type show, and then on the other side, you've got this girl who's just like, "Oh my god, I have legs now. Let's go party all the time and hang out with hot guys." Yeah. And it's like it kind of throws, I don't know, throws it all in like a tizzy because it doesn't tie together so well. They don't do a very good job of that. Yeah, because I feel like right now it's ninety percent like coming to age type of show, you know. Because yeah. even though she's older, she's been like handicapped or something like that. And yeah. Then, In fact, I I read a um a thing just literally today about you know the extra woke have woken up on this show, and they're like, "How dare Netflix? You ain't even guess where I'm gonna go with this?" Because I would have never guessed that the woke would get mad at the show. Uh, handicap. Yes, that's right. They say, yeah, how dare Netflix suggest that you can only live your best life when you're not handicapped and that (laughs) life's unlivable when you're handicapped because in the show, um, she is uh, basically paraplegic. She's like paralyzed from like the neck down from a car accident and the superpower gives her all of her like limbs back so she can do stuff. And they're like, well, she was going to commit suicide or be sad or her life sucked. Now it's awesome. I think even, you know, I don't want to speak for the handicapped, but I think even handicapped people would be like, that'd be pretty cool to have, you know, my legs back if I didn't have them. You know, if if you were missing something, I don't think it's saying that, oh yeah, you suck because you're handicapped. I think it's just saying, oh, it'd be pretty nice to get that back if you lost it. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's like she wasn't, she was born non-handicapped and the accident made her handicapped so she wants to go back to prior right yeah i mean if you were it's like saying if i was in a car accident and i broke my arm i said oh i just leave the arm broken and swinging around because that's who i am now rather than getting it fixed it wouldn't make any sense to anybody so yeah but yeah i did see that article literally today about how the extra woke are coming down on netflix because they're like how dare you well, the funny thing is, you know, like you, you said before, where there's people always complaining. Yeah. It's like they're saying that, but guess what? They already watched the show. So Netflix, so Netflix said, yo, you watched it. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> with all the things views. that are happening in the world, we kind of need to pick our battles. I mean, that just doesn't seem worth being upset over. If you're going to be upset at Warrior Nun, be upset at the shitty writing. I mean, be like, you have this super, like, I think it's a really cool concept. You got this super cool concept. I think you have pretty good actors. Like, I would even go as far to say the acting, the actors are all good actors, but sometimes the writing's so bad that it makes them seem like bad actors. Right. Like, whoever wrote the part for Shotgun Mary or whatever she calls herself is, they don't know how to write for that character at all, and they make her seem like a bad actress, and I bet you she's not. Yeah, yeah. And like, um... What was I going to say? The the special effects pretty decent, too. Well, even the special effects are kind of all over the board. Like, they've really figured out kind of like the smoke monster type stuff. I think that always looks really cool. The glowing swords always look kind of cool. Teleportation. Yeah. Like, they didn't quite have enough budget 
for the few times they bring up the one big monster and it looks like a bad video game or like a sci-fi channel type monster and you're like what is happening here that's where they only show them like bits and pieces yeah it's because it's terrible but yeah you know what so if i was gonna rate the warrior nun i'm gonna give it just below average i'm gonna give it four and a half nuts how about you yeah yeah around there yeah, I mean, there's certain episodes, if you were going to take it literally on an episode-by-episode episode basis, you know, there's some episodes I would say as high, high as eight, and some episodes as bad as, like, one. There was one episode where they were just hanging out in a town that was yeah. so boring. I'm like, come on. Well, half the episode was them walking to the town. Yeah, <laughs> and then some random, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it's been all over the internet, where one of the characters literally boots the other character off a cliff for no reason, and you're just kind of like, what? What happened? It's turned into like a pretty good meme though. I've seen people really meme the hell out of that scene. Well, maybe if we uh, actually finish a show, like, whoa, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, maybe we'll let you know on the next episode if it kind of redeems itself. But uh, I don't know. I, right now, I'd be 50-50 on watching a second season if it even gets a second season. Well, what if she becomes like a BA warrior nine? Well, then maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. if for whatever reason they give it more money and hire a better writer or better writers... Uh, yeah, I'd be down because, like I said, the concept is solid. The writing is bad. So it's it's kind of a weird show. But um, you got to give credit to Netflix because they're probably one of the only few streamers out there that is just constantly coming out with new content. Even though, like we mentioned a minute ago, it is a lot of times summer content, which is never as good. But they must have so much finished product in the can. That yeah. it's, it's shocking to me how they can keep coming out with more things. Yeah, because a lot of shows are like, oh, we're being postponed because of COVID. Yeah. But Netflix yeah. has like everything done already. Like, oh, where's well, this one? Yeah, Netflix is like, what are you talking about? Here's 12 more shows today. Yeah. And you know what's, you know what's cool? They've been like, they're like the one that does more, most of uh, the comic book stuff, like the indie comic stuff, you know? And that I really can get behind because they do yeah. do a good job with that. Um, I wanted to talk about a show that we mentioned uh, last episode, and it was right before we watched it. Uh, I know I, I disliked it, but I think you said you kind of liked it, and that's The Floor is Lava. We talked about that last time. Oh. <laughs> it's the, the Wipeout-style game show where people like try to make it from A to B across the room full of hot red liquid. Yeah. And I watched the first episode, and I thought it was absolute garbage, but you're, you're trying to convince me off air that it gets better. So go ahead, convince the world. Yeah, dude, it gets better. Uh, the um, obstacle course are like funnier. There's more people that are hilarious. There's like this Boston group, you know, from yeah. Boston, and they're like the most Bostonian, is that what they call? Sure, why not? <laughs> like, like, you know, like, for example, Boston fans, right? For like, yeah, yeah. you know, like that commercial where they're like, hey, we can't back up the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like the most ignorant people, dude. And, they're, and they're, their ego is so high. They're like, oh, shit. So you want them to fail. And it's hilarious. Okay. So, like the, so you're telling me that of all the episodes I watched, the first one's the worst and it does actually get better. Yeah. Because like the, the family that you first watched was kind of yeah. lame. Yeah, then, plus those triplet guys, like, I just wanted to, like, I would fight all three of them at the same time. That's yeah. how I felt about them. Yeah. And then it's kind of frustrating, like, oh, this is so easy. You should just do this. Just jump over. And then they, like, fail. The prize but, must just not be enough for anybody to care, because it doesn't seem like anybody's trying all that hard. They're, like, yeah. laughing and making jokes. I, I don't know if that's part of what they've asked them to do. 
yeah, uh, the next the next group are like these three uh, black guys, and they're hilarious, dude. <laughs> All right, well, maybe I'll give it one more episode. But if you sell me something bad, a bad bag of goods, I'm gonna be upset. Yeah, I think uh, they were called like Mama's Boys. <laughs> the Mama's Boys. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Give me another shot. Like All right. one or two more. Man. I'll give it. I'll give it one more shot. I'll tell you another thing that I watched on Netflix. I, I can't remember if you told me you watched it or not. Was the movie Eurovision Song Contest the story of mm. Fire Saga? Yeah. Um, starring Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, who, by the way, I think that I could add her to my crush list because I was never really like she's been around since the dawn of time, and I've never really yeah. thought twice about her. But I kind of really? like, yeah, she's she's kind of cute. Like, and I think what made it even more kind of cute for me is when I realized she's over forty. I was like, wow, where have you been? So it was younger Rachel, you didn't like her, but now she's older. Like, All right. Yeah, I, I like old Rachel McAdams. Sign me up. I'm down. You don't like uh, Mean Girls? Mean Girls is a great movie, but I guess I never thought of uh, Mean Girls as a Rachel McAdams movie. It's always like that's a Lindsay Lohan movie. Right. Plus, they're all uh, supposed to be high schoolers. And as an adult man, I try not to fantasize about <laughs> even adults playing high schoolers. It's a little weird. You never watched The Notebook? I've never seen The Notebook. And I'm proud to oh. say that. So. Yeah. Well, I, for me, I love Rachel McAdams, man. Like, Game Night yeah. movie is hilarious. Yeah, I know you're a huge fan. I like yeah. that movie, but not as much as you. So tell me, what did you think about this Rachel McAdams movie, Eurovision? Eurovision? I actually liked it a lot. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, too. Like, it's not the best Will Ferrell movie. If, like, if you're going into expecting, like, Will Ferrell hijinks and lots of, you know, like, funny hard-hitting bits it's not like that it's almost more cute than it is hilarious yeah but i thought it was pretty well done it seems like like this is gonna be the most hot take of the movie i thought the cinematography on this movie was so good that i actually like noticed it and commented on it throughout the movie i kept saying damn that's a good shot wow that lighting's really good (laughs) for a will ferrell movie who the hell says that nobody but i like so i like the cinematography I thought the acting was good. The story was fine. Um, it wasn't hilarious, but from start to finish, I, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. It was more like a, you know, feel good movie rather than yeah. like, a, like a funny, funny welfare movie. Yeah. I watched it with the wifey though, and she didn't care for it. She thought it was boring. Oh. Oh. So, you know, each Weird. to their own. But yeah, if, uh, if you're interested, I would give Eurovision six and a half stars or <laughs> a nuts, whatever the hell we call it. <laughs> How yeah, I think you? I'm. I think I'm going for like seven and a half. Okay, I like nice. it. Yeah, because to me, I only give it six and a half because I could probably think of three to four Will Ferrell movies I'd prefer to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. So if he if it's not even a top ten Will Ferrell movie, it's hard to give it too many more. I don't know. Like for did they, did you notice if they like CG his face to look younger at times? I don't know. Like it felt weird because like right away you're starting to see Will Ferrell's age and he's playing this guy that's because I think part of the problem was Rachel McAdams has uh, aged very well and she looked like she was like 30 years younger than him when in reality she's only like 10 years younger than him. But what was funny is uh, Pierce Brosnan playing his father, which by the way, Pierce Brosnan uh, I'm not afraid to say it has gotten even more handsome since James Bond. He's a good looking old dude. And 
I thought, well, how is he Will Ferrell's dad? So I had to look it up. And sure enough, the only way Pierce Brosnan could actually be Will Ferrell's dad is if he had him when he was 12. Because they're only 12 years difference in age. And I, and I think that was kind of noticeable. So it was a little weird, too. But then it was like the joke of it, too, right? How he's such a ladies' man. So you, yeah, you, know, you never know. Man. Yeah, it's true. The also joke I like that in the movie was the possibility that they were siblings because his dad was such a ladies' man. So that that's pretty good. And I liked I liked the side characters. I liked the dude from Legion. I thought he was pretty good. So Which one was that one? He was the Russian singer. No, that's not him. Wait, yes. it is him. Yeah, it yeah. is him. Yeah, because he. I was like telling my wife, like, guess who that guy is? She, she, she couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I was like, that's the that's Beast from Beauty and the Beast. She's like, oh shit. Yeah, I only know him from Legion. I'm like, oh, because I kept waiting yeah. for him to like blow someone's head up with his mind. But um, yeah, so uh, I think that Eurovision is definitely worth a watch if you're paying for Netflix and it's free. You know, don't miss out. But so that, is it? Go ahead. Oh, is it true that there's no gay people in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like really like behind the times, you know, and that kind of stuff. So I think they're they're playing into the joke that everybody they're so fearful over there of it that everybody yeah. lies about it. So right, it's one of those weird deals. Like it's like get your shit together, Russia. We're we're, yeah. we're in 2020. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna worry funny. worry about that kind of stuff. She's just straight up asking. So are you are you gay? <laughs> like, no, no. There's no gay people in Russia. So yeah, that, that, I thought this movie was pretty good. I saw that today. Um, Netflix uh, put out the Old Guard. We talked about that. So oh I, yeah, I haven't had time to watch it, but I'll probably be watching that this weekend, and we can talk about that on the next podcast. Because you know, there's no way I'm gonna miss on a brand new comic booky movie starring Charlize Theron. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, she's like my top ten too. I also had another movie. Rachel. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what? She's almost too too cookie cutter pretty for me. So she doesn't make my top ten. I like them to be a little bit different. Almost like I'm almost like it either it's gotta be like crazy exotic, yeah, or it's gotta be a girl next door. Hello. So those are my That's what those major. are those are safe for my top five. Oh nice. The later top ten. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There is 10. There's a lot to fill out. I don't know if I've ever, I keep saying top 10, but I don't know that I've ever actually made that list. So I bet you have, dude. You're like a list guy. I am a list guy. It may have been something I did more in my youth. Now I think I just say it out of like, oh yeah, she's cute. She's a top 10. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have like an outdated list. I probably like, if you were to find my list from like my twenties, it'd be like, Ginny McCarthy and like people that like everybody would just laugh at like what are you doing Pam Rachel, Anderson Rachel from Friends <laughs> yeah Pam Anderson so that kind of thing but um there's a new, another movie I um, saw them promoting that I actually wanted to watch I think this weekend too and uh, this could be both a Netflix and a tasty trailer if you haven't seen the trailer for it but it's called um The Long Dumb Road Trip actually it might just be called The Long Dumb Road yes final answer uh, have you heard of The Long Dumb, Dumb Road? No, negative. So this was an indie movie that came out um, in 2018, actually, and Netflix purchased it at one of these indie um, film festivals. And it, the reason it kind of attracted me is because it's, it's a buddy comp, 
buddy a rom not a rom-com but like a buddy comedy where two guys are traveling across the united states but seen yeah. through the eye of an indie movie right so it's not your typical like hilarious fart you know puke getting kicked in the nuts type jokes even though i'm pretty sure i did see a getting hit in the nuts joke on the trailer uh, but i like the actors and i think this is what will make you maybe think about watching it is it stars uh raffi from the league what? Yeah, let me see. I always try to remember what this guy's real name is. He's got like a crazy name. Uh, Jason uh, Manazukas, I want to say. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right because I'm an expert at mispronouncing names. Oh, yeah. But uh, Rafi from uh, uh, the, league. the League. And also, what, what's the name of his character on um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I can't remember. But J- he plays... Jay. No, Jay? that's wrong. That's, that's, that's his character on Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. So, his name? and he's know. also in a new show we're going to talk about when we jump over to the HBO Max side of the healthy yeah. stream. But I'll watch, I'll tell you right now, even though I can't pronounce his name probably correctly, I'll watch anything with um, Jason Manazukas because he's so funny and he always plays himself. It's like the same character every time. Everywhere. Every time. Every, he was in Bad Grandpa and guess what? He was Rafi in Bad Grandpa. <laughs> I don't even remember. I'll have to go back and watch that because I don't remember him necessarily in that movie. He was like the store store worker, store clerk. Oh, okay. Okay, so in this movie, he is kind of a, a strange dude, and he's looking to catch a, like he's basically almost hitchhiking to try to catch a um, go somewhere. And he runs into Nick Offerman. Is that right? No, I'm a liar. I read the wrong name. Tony Revolori. Do you know who that is? Tony no. Revolori is... Um, uh, Spider-Man's nemesis kid. What is his name in the show? You know, the, the, the kid that doesn't get along with Spider-Man. That's always kind of a douche. He's a smart kid. Oh, Flash Thompson? Flash Thompson, yeah. Flash Thompson from the new Spider-Man movies. That kid. His, his, the actor's name is Tony Revolori. So he's traveling from like somewhere on the East Coast to LA, because he's young, obviously, and he's getting ready to uh, start film school or photography school or something, some sort of uh, artsy thing. Yeah. And he, he has to stop because his van's kind of broken down. And at this gas station, and Rafi runs out and says, I can fix your van, even though he's not the mechanic. And so he does. He fixes his van in exchange for him being able to ride with him. And it's kind of this like coming-of-age story where the, the Tony's character is trying to figure out what he wants to be. Rafi, on the other hand, is like extra confident. And so he's kind of learning from him. But he learns along the way that he has his own set of problems. And it looks pretty good. It's like one of those kind of like indie comedies. So I definitely at least recommend giving a shot to The Long Dumb Road on Netflix. It's out now. Oh, nice. He's also He was also in um, The Servant. Remember? Oh, yeah. He was in The Servant. Yeah. He was a chef's uh, sous chef. Yep. Yep. He was. I kept thinking he was going to get murdered in that show. Maybe he still will. It's only a matter of time. Um, also on Netflix, is like I said, Netflix is kicking out so many things. I have a couple of things I just want to touch on that they have coming soon. Uh, Never Have I Ever Season 2. I don't. Did you ever watch Season 1? I watched like halfway. Yeah, I love that show. Like I'm not sure that that show was made for my old white ass, but I loved it. That show was <laughs> well-written well acted and it was super cute so um i'm actually super excited for never have i ever season two 
Um, I also saw that they are making a Chicken Run sequel. You ever, you ever watched that movie? Chicken Run from like 20 years ago? Maybe. I don't remember. It's the stop motion chickens that decided to escape the coop because they realized that they're all getting their heads lopped off and turned into dinner. I don't remember, but... It's like from the Wallace and Gromit people that make those stop motion, like claymation type movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, they're making a sequel to Chicken Run 20 years later, and uh, it's going to be on Netflix. What's interesting, I read a story about that today where um, they had actually fired one of the main voice actresses for sounding too old. So she wrote this whole letter about... Uh, ageism and how it wasn't cool because she was the original character and she should be in the new one so it's kind of be, I, i'll be interested to see how that kind of shakes out it's another extra woke item man there's like a ism for everything huh well yeah anytime you don't get your way it's probably because someone discriminated you against you. yeah it's like how come we didn't discriminate so much before and don't get me wrong i realize there's an s ton of discrimination in this world too much to handle but not everything is that way but Maybe in this case it was, I don't know. And then last but not least, I think probably of all these things that we've mentioned that I'm most excited about coming to Netflix is Cuphead, the cartoon. What? You love that game? Yes, I love that game. And for those who don't know, Cuphead is an indie game that was first released on Xbox Live, and now it's on the Switch. Is it on PS, PlayStation? I don't think so. I haven't seen it. Okay, so it's probably funnest on the Switch. Uh, we actually, because I already purchased it. I'm a big fan of Cuphead. Cuphead is stars uh, Cuphead and Mugman. And they're two cartoon characters in the style of old Disney animation. I think that's probably yeah. what really resonated with me. Is that it feels like an old Disney cartoon. And the game is really fun. It's basically a side-scroller Mega Man style. Where you're kind of shooting yeah. on your fingers. Trying to rescue your brother because he gets taken for cheating or something with the devil in some sort of like casino game. <laughs> the story is really, it's really cute and funny. But I've always really enjoyed it. I liked it so much that not only did I get Cuphead, the game, when it first came out, I got the 45 uh, um, record so I could play the music on record from the video game. I own Really? That. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I'm weird like that. And I kind of thought it might be collectible one day. But yeah, I just saw that they they are animating it into a, um, a half hour cartoon for Netflix. So I am I don't think they've given it a release date yet, but I am pumped. Yeah, Netflix is doing like a big animation like yeah, surge. I think they've had a lot of success um, yeah. with their animated shows. So we're seeing more and more of it, which I think is super cool. Because yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for their the new Transformers too. Yeah, that that's soon. I, I can't remember yeah. what we said the date was, but it might have been like this month or next month. It was soon. Oh, so. staying on Netflix? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a big horror guy. Yeah. And like beginning of July, Juwan, you may know as The Grudge. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, the, the, the series came out and I binged it and finished it. And was it good? So it's called Juwan Origins. It's so basically, like Joanna Man, the serial killer. Yeah. So it's basically the the origin of the Grudge, right? Yeah. Like a uh, what do you call it? A prequel. Okay. To the Grudge. Yeah. And I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like the show at all? No, it's so oh. bad. But you watched the whole thing? <laughs> well, because I thought it was gonna be good. Like they had like so many so many stories going on. Yeah. That you didn't get any like backstory to any of the the issues. 
And I thought that at the end, they're going to all come together, you know? Yeah. And at the end, it just got more confusing. You're like, what the hell? So you sat there the whole time thinking, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to clear things yeah. up. I'm going to like yeah. the grudge yeah. even more. Right. That's funny. Well, there's your hot take. So uh, how yeah. many nuts do you give it to horror fans? Uh, Probably two nut. Oh, yeah. Two nut. Don't bother. Don't even watch it. Yeah. It's like, it's an origin story full of different origins that never explain the origins. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, I want to jump over to HBO Max, but before we do, I want to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with, uh, I have HBO Max, Prime, Hulu, Quibi, and Disney Plus to all touch on before we move on to news. So we'll be right back. Need affordable graphic design? Visualantidesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit visualandydesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. And we're back. Um, I want to start off the second part here, or the, the second segment, um, with HBO Max as part of our healthy stream. Um, I'm still frustrated that HBO Max doesn't have a Roku or Amazon app. So screw you, HBO, yeah. get it together. However, however, I do like the content that they're putting out. And I've, uh, I know you have been enjoying Doom Patrol. And did you say you finished it? Uh, season one, I did. Okay, so you're caught up to like, because they're releasing season two once a week, correct? What is it? That's what I heard. Oh, well, I finished episode one of season two. So I... Didn't realize that I had to wait a week. Well, I don't know how many episodes they're already at. So maybe yeah. you could watch it for a bit before you run into the stoppage. Yeah. But, but you like, I was like I, it. I finished season one and then it started season two and I didn't realize that season two started. Oh, okay. Because it kind of flowed pretty well because it's going to continue on. Yeah. But, so do you, do you like this show? Do you recommend it? Yeah, I would. It's really different from other like superhero shows. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's a it's a DC show which you hate you know, right? But Normally. it's like a rated R DC show, so there's a lot of like f bombs and just nice. a lot of shit happening. You're like, oh, what the hell? What would you compare it to? Like, so you you said you probably wouldn't compare it to maybe a CW type DC show. No. What no. what other kind of con? Because we watch a lot of comic book shows. Which which one would be most comparable? It doesn't have to be storyline, but maybe just the vibe. Well, I don't know. It's 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 Umbrella or um, the boys. Well, like it's 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 like it's kind of like silly and raunchy and dark. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's you just have to see. It. <laughs> like if Deadpool was a TV show. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm super stoked. So I have not yet watched Doom Patrol, but it's on my list. Um, but I, I gotta I mean, say though, dude, it was confusing as crap, man. Like. Was it because, because I know, and maybe the audience knows at this point, that you're a multitasker, especially, especially when you watch things. Was it because you were doing two things at once, or would it be still confusing if I was just watching it straight up? I think, like, when I watch it, I watch it at lunchtime during work, you know? So I'm, yeah. like, 80% there yeah. while, like, playing my phone or whatever. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, like, the 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 most confusing is the time frame, like the timeline of stuff. Because sometimes they'll take place like 1914. So they do a lot of time then, jumps. Yeah, and then the, and then present day, like like 2019, you're like, wait, how come they look the same? What's going on, you know? 
Oh. I must have missed the explanation of how like that happened. So and maybe one of their powers is they don't age or something? Maybe. I don't know. But they kind of explain it towards the end. So, Well, maybe I'll get to that. I got. I keep saying I'm going to watch all these. There's too much good content. We're living, you know, it might be COVID-19, but we're living in the golden age of TV. So yeah, too uh, much I TV. definitely want to watch it. I'll see if I could maybe start, start it this weekend. I got distracted on HBO Max because they just recently released uh, – the new show from J, JQ Quintel or JC Quintel, JG, JC, okay, JC Quintel, the guy that made, Bob. yeah, sure, the guy that made the regular show, and it's called um, Close or um, Close Enough, and uh, I really like it, caught me so off guard because I thought this is gonna be okay, but it's super good, I love it, it's kind of an interesting format. It looks like there's 10 episodes. They're about 24 minutes per episode. But what you learn when you start watching it is it's really two 12-minute episodes stacked into one. So you get yeah. two short stories every 24 minutes. And I, um, it's got all the same kind of humor and tone as regular show. So if you like the regular show, you're definitely going to like this. But if you have a little kid that like the regular show, uh, this might not be for them because it's not dirty, dirty, you know. But it is definitely has more adult jokes. But the yeah. humor is, I don't know, it's subtle but good. And so the concept of um, Close Enough is it's almost like a sitcom with a new, kind of a new, newer couple. They have a younger baby. They're still trying to make it in life. They have to have roommates so they can afford to live where they want to live. But like the regular show, it starts off with like a basic sitcom circumstance and things are going along and a few minutes into it it all gets real weird and goes really awry where like things in a normal sitcom wouldn't go and he just i don't know this guy's such a good writer his animation style is cute but his 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 concepts and his writings i I really enjoy it so far what do you think i think so too like i only watched the first episode yeah and i enjoyed it a lot like like you're saying the regular show was made for like you know cartoon network yeah, so they didn't really push the boundaries as yeah. like this one since it's on like HBO Max. Correct. Because I think they went like for what I've seen, they went like far enough, but not not too far, you know. Yeah. So it was a good, it's good taste. They found that healthy line where they can give us adult jokes, but not yeah. be gross about. Because we've talked about that before with Paradise PD, and I was worried a little bit with Crossing Swords, but I thought. Crossing Swords is definitely way dirtier than this show. Oh, but, yeah. But I still like the humor was good enough that I enjoyed it. Whereas this one, I just think it's really funny. I mean, they don't sacrifice being dirty in exchange for being funny. And so right. I think they do a really good job for that. I've seen, I think, the first three or four episodes, which is really double that. Because like I said, each one has two 12-minute episodes in them. And I like it. So I, I, I highly recommend uh, Close Enough. I give it eight nuts it's that good maybe um maybe the show was meant to be on quibi and they're like nope we're taking it from you uh we'll we'll talk about quibi here in a second because they're 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 hurting pretty bad but um also on hbo max and i've been watching because i'm always looking for things to watch with my wife um because she doesn't necessarily i i feel bad make her watch all these superhero shows but they have a show that was originally on i think tnt or tbs which is interesting because it has tons of bad words in it. So maybe it was like um, how they do on ble- sci-fi where they... Was it bleeped it? Maybe, but not on HBO Max. So I do uh, also like this show. It's called Search Party. 
And the concept of the show stars the girl that played Maybe from Arrested Development. You remember her? Yeah. And so in the very first episode, um, she's kind of living kind of a downer life. She's a college graduate, but she hasn't been able to do what she went to college for, like a lot of college graduates. And she works as an assistant for this kind of weird lady. Um, and a friend, not even a friend, but a, a woman she went to college with goes missing. She finds her uh, picture on like a, you know, telephone pole and she's like oh man my this girl i know went missing and she starts obsessing about it like why'd she go missing so she starts kind of looking into it and her friends are like so confused because she has two friends a gay friend kind of a like totally valley girl type friend and then she's got her boyfriend who's like a tall gangly nerdy kid and they're all kind of like why do you care you barely even knew her and she's like well she was nice to me one time and she just keeps obsessing over like wondering what happened right. to this girl and she's kind of starting to look at clues and somewhere between there, she actually sees her. So she sees that she's not dead. And the rest of the world thinks she's dead at this point. And so that just it fuels her fire. And the, as, as there's three seasons already of this show, by the way. It's been on for a bit. And as it goes along, it's this really dark, subtle humor. So it's kind of dark and funny. As she like goes through trying to find what happened to this girl. And nobody believes her. But her friends all kind of help tag along because they, they like her as a person. So I, I recommend Search Party. It's a good couple show. So we've been enjoying it because it's definitely very indie as well. How how long? I mean, how far are you into the show? Um, we're almost done with season one. So I think we're on like, I think there's 10 episodes per season or maybe 13. We're on like episode eight or nine. So, nice. but I know that it goes, they're already up to season three. And because yeah. that's how I started. Well, I kept seeing advertisements for season three. And that's what made right. me kind of want to get into it. So and your, and your wife likes it? She does. She likes this um, one. So nice. um, I recommend it. I don't give it as high a, a review as uh, close enough, but it's definitely above average. So it's probably a six and a half, seven uh, type good. episode. I, I, I enjoy it. So if you want something that you, know, from, you get from Audio Knots that isn't comic book related, uh, Search Party is a pretty decent show over on HBO Max, or I, I think you can still watch it on TBS or TNT, one of those two. But speaking of Quibi, um, I hope everybody at this point canceled their free Quibi subscriptions as I canceled mine. I had it set in my calendar. I canceled it after my free 90 days. I enjoyed the free 90 days. I probably got a good 20 days worth of television out of those 90 days that I enjoyed because, you know, Reno 911, let's go. Um, but the rest of it was kind of stupid. I was watching before I shut it down. They had redone The Princess Bride because they were uh, – they basically hired every celebrity you've ever heard of that you've ever known and had them do segments of it. So like it all play a little portion of the movie. And then each episode will be a chunk of the movie played by Jack Black one episode, then Chris Evans, the next episode, then any celebrity you can think of was in it at one point or another. And so that was kind of cute, but I, I still, I still canceled it. Yeah. So I don't get why they're, they're able to get all these actors and actresses, you know, cause they're not well, doing they anything. <laughs> But they can't, like, like nobody's wanting to, like, subscribe to it. Well, I, 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 it just wasn't a good idea. It took them too long to put it on real TV. Um, I think people don't want, I mean, I want to choose if I watch 12 minutes of a show. I don't want the show to only be 12 minutes long. And so I think that's kind of what people, like, got, wasn't a good enough gimmick, I think is what yeah. it turned out to be. And we're not the only ones, because you canceled as well, correct? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So here I looked it up because you had mentioned that you'd heard that people had pretty much ran from the hills. I mean, people ran from this faster than the run from the coronavirus. No one wanted to catch the Quibi. 
And so out of the 910,000 people that downloaded the app for their free 90 day trial, only 72,000 became paid subscribers. Now, wait, hold on. 9,000, right? You said 900. 910,000. Oh, yeah, almost, almost a million. So we'll round up. Out of the million people that subscribed to it, only 72,000 of them paid for it after the 90 days. 72,000? Yes. So basically, 10% of the people actually paid for it. Um, and it's cheap too. It's, yeah, it's only $4.99 a month. Um, 5.6 million people downloaded the app, but they only have 72,000 paid subscribers. So that's not great. And let's see if it says here, if I remember right, they put $1.5 billion worth of programming expenses into this. That's how much it costs to start this company. So somebody's losing some money. If you invested in Quibi, uh, bail, bail, bail. It might be too late. You might have already lost your money. Didn't they say that they need to make a certain amount of money at the end of the year to like keep it going or something like that? Uh, well, if that's the case, they're done for. So RIP, QIB, um, Quibi's donezo as far as I'm concerned. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they might burn off all the rest of the shows they've probably already produced. Because of people like you and I, man. Yeah. Well, we, maybe it was, maybe part of the problem was it was too good of a free trial and we were able to watch all the content. If it had been like seven days and I like, Oh man, I really like that Reno 911 boot reboot. Or I really like that one show that the Agua donkeys or whatever. Cause there was some shows yeah. I genuinely enjoyed. I've been like, I'm gonna sign back up to finish those. They could have gotten some more money. So they may have kind of screwed themselves with too long of a free trial. Cause three yeah, months, three months. a long time. It was just for anybody. Like Apple gave away their thing for a year, but you had to buy a freaking $1,200 iPhone to get it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, come on, guys. Idiots. You're freaking idiots. Uh, over on Hulu. 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 Um, they, oh, I forgot. I almost forgot to mention because I put it to the side that Netflix also was, uh, has a trailer out for the Umbrella Academy season two, which looks dope. I finally watched it. So Nice. It looks really good. And I enjoy that show quite a bit. From that trailer, we learned that ghosts can time travel. Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. You dick. <laughs> and by the way, Umbrella Academy season two is available at the end of the month, July 31st. And this is, only, this is the only reason I thought I had Hulu stuff is because I wrote it in my Hulu column because my Netflix column was full. <laughs> so I actually don't have any Hulu news. So scratch that. We will not be jumping over to Hulu because all I had was more Netflix news. Yeah, I haven't watched anything on Hulu since Crossing Swords. Yeah, Crossing Swords was good. So if you haven't seen that and you're jonesing for some Hulu TV because that's what you have, uh, that's a good one. Anyways, if we keep on stepping over to Amazon Prime, they also have uh, put a trailer out for their second season of their superhero show, The Boys. And oh my golly, it looks amazeballs. I got so hyped, I shared it on the socials, man. <laughs> so hyped. My superhero pants are like, dang. That show was amazing. By the way, I am definitely, because my wife didn't watch it, but now that I've kind of, I feel like I've pushed her a little bit more to the geeky, nerdy side, I'm going to rewatch season one with her on the big TV. Because I watched season one by myself on my iPad like a creep, you know, yeah. in the corner of the room. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to rewatch season one because we have uh, season two comes out September 4th. And uh, so you have, you have a good month and a half to rewatch season one. So you could be ready to rock and roll. Yeah. It's going to be easy watch, man. Cause you just oh. don't want to burn it through. I'm a, yeah, watch it like I'm a speed racer. I can't wait. But Amazon Prime's been doing pretty good too. They, while they don't release nearly the content that Netflix does, it seems like everything they put out is pretty good quality. And so yeah. I'm excited about this news, and maybe you will be too. Um, they are, while Netflix is making their own video game show, Cuphead, Amazon Prime is making Fallout. Does that, does that uh, flip your hat up at all? Blow any wind up your skirt? <laughs> I've never played the game, so it's just... Oh. Well, I've heard it's like kind of like an end of the world nuclear yeah. fallout because fallouts because of nuclear fallout. So You're like a robot or something like that? You I know. I've never played it. I was hoping as the, you as our video game resident would know <laughs> hot no. fallout talk. Well, they'll make it quick and short, which is good because we have so much content today. But Fallout the TV show will be produced by the Westworld people. So at least it'll be a good quality. Hopefully it's not as, as slow as Westworld. But um, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to it, even though I've never even played Fallout. I think it's like post-Earth, and then there's a dude and a robot. Yeah, literally so, all I know about Fallout is they have that funny cartoon character, and I don't even know what it means. The little like thumbs up guy? Yeah, the little thumbs up guy, yeah. yeah. What does that even have to do with anything? I have no idea. I don't either. So well, I guess we'll find out. When is it coming oh, out? It doesn't even say. They were just They announced that they were producing it now, so... And I think it was live action. I'm not sure it was a cartoon. Oh, so. uh, quick, quick take on okay. um, The Boys. Okay. I love Homelander's character, by the way. So you like that he's a bad guy and you're cool with it? Well, the thing is, he, he's such a flawed like character. Yeah. But yet he has to be good for like publicity's sake. Right. It's just like the, the whole way he plays it, it's just like, man, this guy is so cool. He's so good. And I don't like you, but I respect you at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I like I like all the characters in that show. I don't think yeah. there's any bad ones. Plus, they're introducing a couple new supers. So, we're going to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, because like, if you watch the shorts, uh, the, the, the new chick, Stormfront or something like that. Yeah. She comes in like and barges in on like the little commercial thing. And you can see in Homelander's face, like, man, I'm a killer, you know, like ruining yeah, my yeah. take. But you know, he held back, and he's like, I got, I got, I got to be good for you know for everybody else. It's he's got to play his persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always liked that. Guy. Yeah, yeah, so I've good. always enjoyed that. It's so cool, very, very cool. Um, over on Disney Plus, did you watch Hamilton yet? No. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> but I've heard from the interwebs that it's apparently amazing. My mom also yeah. commented that it was really good. So I guess it's, uh, you know, I've never been a huge musical theater guy, but I'm, it seems like something you can't miss. It's such a cultural phenomenon yeah. that uh, I'll definitely watch it probably in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be able to talk more about that. But if you haven't, if you have Disney Plus and you haven't watched it, I've heard nothing but good things about Hamilton. And it's just a recording of the, uh, the, the, the play itself. It's not like a TV version of it. So that's, that's kind of cool, I think. Um, also, I wanted to mention right before we finish the healthy stream that I love YouTube TV, but they did have a price hike 
Uh, they've gone from fifty bucks a month to sixty-five bucks a month, so they're getting into like, <clears throat> they're getting into the cable slash uh, like satellite TV pricing. But they did add all of Viacom stations, so now you have MTV, uh, BET, CMT, anything that ends with a T, uh, Nickelodeon, Paramount, you know, all those channels. So they did give us a lot of TV. So I'm probably still gonna stick with them because they have unlimited DVR and. Right. A lot of things that their their quality is good. They have all the sports channels I want, but just so everybody knows, YouTube TV did raise their price, but so did uh, Fubo and a few others. So I think that anybody who's using uh, internet TV like that to watch the channels, those channel type streaming services, just be prepared that I feel like the kind of sixty to seventy dollar range is going to be the new range here pretty quick. You know, like I said, it's still cheaper than cable, right? Oh, for me, it's still almost half of what I ended yeah. up. Because that first year, that's where they get you. My first year, DirecTV, Dish, whatever it may have been, would be like 35 bucks. You're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like $200. So what happened? <laughs> I didn't get anything extra. So and they would always lock you in. The nice thing about these, these streamers is you can dump it. Like If you're like, oh, we're going to be vacationing two weeks out of the month. Well, I don't need to keep paying for it for this month. I'll just kill it and then bring it back. You don't lose anything by doing that. Yeah, and I think that you two, then they know that they still have that buffer of like $200 first after now. Yeah. They have, so we're not even close here. Yeah, yeah. We're not even close to that. So you're happily more than more welcome to pay it. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, over on tasty trailers, the tasty trailers, yum, 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 yum. I'm going to go over these real quick before we take uh, another quick break. Um, I have three. So the first one is actually, have you ever heard of the band kids see ghosts? Uh, sounds so familiar. Yeah, because you probably do know them. It star, it's a two-person uh, group, Kanye West and Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they're making a TV show with the cartoon characters. So Kanye West is famous for kind of his graduation bear-looking character, and Kid Cudi has his own kind of fox-like character. And so they've combined them into their own cartoon, looks like a half-hour show. It's weird as hell looking, but the trailer is out now. So if you guys want to pop on YouTube and watch the Kids See Ghost trailer, it sounds, it looks like a music video because it's just like one of their rap songs playing as they just run around and get in trouble. It's like totally trippy though. Like, uh, I'm not sure who it's for, uh, if it's going to be for President Kanye's fans or uh, other people, but it looks, it looks interesting, but I'm just not certain yet. There's going to be a bit where he's going to run for president. Yeah, I think it's an a-hole, but I won't get into that. But yeah, yes, Kids See Ghost looks kind of interesting. Kanye. Another uh, cartoon uh, trailer that you can watch right now is for an upcoming Netflix movie called Animal Crackers. And it looks pretty terrible. But what I was kind of amazed by is the voice cast is huge. Uh, like every single character is someone like Danny DeVito is one of the characters. John Krasinski is the main character. Like every voice actor is like a notable name. But the concept, it doesn't look like the animation, it's like computer animated, but it looks like, I don't know, 10 years ago, computer animation. So it might be one of these movies that maybe they made a long time ago. And now they're just going to dump it on Netflix. But um, the concept is this guy, his family works in the circus, but he didn't want to work in the circus because it's lame. And they convince him to come one day. And for some reason, he's eating like a box of animal crackers. You know, those fun little cookies that are shaped yeah. like animals. But these ones are magical. And so whatever animal cracker he eats, he becomes that animal. And so he finds out the idea because the circus is like not doing well. 
that him and his family and friends eat these animal crackers and become the animals to put on the circus. And that makes it extra cool because they're human beings playing as animals. So they're more obedient. I guess. <laughs> so yeah, they could do like, cause they're human minds inside of animal bodies. So they're able to like perform the tricks even better. But yeah, that's the concept of animal crackers. So if you're interested in maybe a fun kids movie, uh, maybe, but I don't know. I, it just caught me because the only reason I noticed it because I like the the people that had voice starring. Yeah, Jim's in there. Yeah, Jim himself. And then my third and final tasty trailer is for a movie that looks really cool. I think it's from the creators of. Um, oh shoot, I can't remember. After the watch, I can't remember now. But it's called the Tax Collector, and the Tax Collector stars Shia LaBeouf as well. They, they call him the Tax Collector, but basically what he does is the Mexican mafia, they send this guy out. He's like an enforcer. And if someone's not turning in because they have all these sex that deal the drugs and they have to give the drugs up the chain to the bigger people. And if they're for whatever reason not turning in the money that they're supposed to be for the drugs that they're selling, the tax collector comes and makes them pay one way or another. And so it looks pretty cool because Shia LaBeouf, you know, because he's a real weirdo, but a good actor. He took this, serious, this role so seriously that he got a full chest tattoo from neck to belly button uh, to develop this character. And in real life, he has this tattoo now for the rest of his life. And he looks like a, like a legit BA in this thing. It looks really neat. So, so he, he's not playing a white person trying to become Mexican, right? Right, because that was a little bit, when you see, so if you just watch the trailer, you're going to automatically assume that's what's happening. Because yeah. he's got like the, the, the facial hair and the short haircut. He's not doing an accent or anything, but he definitely, it's like the movie looks like it's 99% Hispanic actors and then Shia LaBeouf, the Jewish white yeah. kid. But he looks like he's definitely dressed like a, um, a Mexican type style person. But because um, that's where everybody starts saying, wait a second, what's happening? Is this, you know, uh, uh, he's playing brown, you know, that's not cool. Brown you face. Just watch the trailer, damn it. <laughs> just yeah. don't look at the thumbnail, you know? Right. But the um, the um, the director and producer of this said, no, guys, you guys need to pay more attention. He goes, I know it looks that way. He's actually not the star. He's the co-star. The Hispanic dude's the star. And Shia LaBeouf plays a white Jewish kid who grew up in East LA. And that's how he became in this role. So he's not even portraying. He just happens to be almost like a fish out of water in this type of situation. So everybody can relax a little bit yeah. and enjoy the tax collector because it looks like a badass movie. Did you see his ears all like uh, all cauliflower? Flowered. So yeah. gross. You think that's for reals or that? <laughs> no, I think it's for real. Shia LaBeouf's a weird guy, but he's a real method actor. He's a good, yeah. a good actor. So um, I don't know do where it. the. Yeah. Just do it. I'm not sure if the tax collector will end up being a movie theater movie since there's not too many of those these days, but uh, maybe, or maybe we'll be able to like on demand it right away. Cause I want, if, if I get that for like twelve ninety nine, I'd probably on demand it when it came out because it looks, it looks pretty cool. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with our final uh, segment, the news jacuzzi. I've got uh, a handful of really good news items. Uh, we have new Beavis and Butthead information. Got some hot ninja news. Uh, Walmart is doing something you would never guess. And uh, Jason Momoa is playing a part that's going to absolutely melt your brain. And uh, a few video games things. Oh, and last but not least, Sports, Illust Sports Illustrated first. So when we get back from the break, we'll talk about those. We'll see you on the flippity flip. <laughs> 
Okay, and we're back. Um, I want to start off with uh, some new Beavis and Butthead news. Our friend Mike Judge, the original Beavis and Butthead guy, is bringing it back for not a second time, but a third time. Because if you remember, it's been rebooted once before. Uh, the OGs in the group, myself, uh, remember old Beavis and Butthead in the early MTV years where it was almost kind of oh, just a way for them to play music videos. And so the early, early episodes of Beavis and Butthead was them going, <laughs> and you're like, shut up, Butthead. You know, shut up, Beavis. You know, all that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 fire, fire, fire. And then they would play a music video from Metallica or something, right? And that's, that's all Beavis and Butthead was, you know, Cornholio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're bringing it back, but he's smart enough to make enough changes to it that this time he says it's going to be Generation Z. And it's going to be on Comedy Central, not MTV. So no more music video interludes, probably because music videos are hard to find these days. Yeah. But uh, let me ask you, did you ever watch OG Beavis and Butthead? And are you interested in new Generation Z Beavis and Butthead? Wait, so which one did I watch? Did I watch the remake of it? You may have watched, so they remade it, so probably 10 years after the original one, and it was full half-hour episodes where yeah. there wasn't the music videos. So I've, I've seen those. Okay, so you yeah. watched the middle version. Yeah. Did you like so, it? It was entertaining at the yeah. time. Beavis and Butthead was really original in the beginning, but I'm, I'm worried that thanks to so many adult-style cartoons now, if it will feel original anymore. Right. And it's like, are they trying to get the younger audience? To, oh like, yeah, watch it and like it. Right? Absolutely, yeah, because they're reimagining them as Gen Z type characters. Well, they're gonna move. Can you imagine Beavis and Butthead being like extra woke? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's cancel them. <laughs> yeah, cancel them. You know, be like, shut up, news station. Maybe. Well, maybe their uh, marketing was like, you know, they market to you guys where you grew up with it, and yeah. now you're gonna show it to your kids. And then yeah, it could be. Gonna, you know, so everybody will watch it. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I think that Beavis and Butthead built enough uh, uh, love in my heart over the years that I'll, I'll at least watch it to come back on here and say, oh my God, what have they done? Or, wow, that was way better than I thought it would. But I gotta, in my personal opinion, I don't have a lot of hope for it being any good, but maybe. I mean, he's done a lot of good things. He did one of my all-time favorite movies. He is the writer and director of Office Space, which is one of my all-time faves. Well, I mean, Beavis and Butthead, it's so big. There's a movie. They made a movie, right? Yeah, Beavis like, and Butthead Take America. America. Or, oh, yeah. The only thing I remember about that movie, it was they were flying. There's a scene where they're on in the plane and they're going to Vegas. And he's Beavis is sitting next to this old lady. And he's like, hey, you're going to Vegas, huh? And she's like, yeah, like, I like the loose slots. I want to win a lot. I like the loose slots. And he's like, yeah, I like loose slots too. <laughs> and I just, that scene is always forever stuck in my mind because it was so funny. I'm like, that's so good. But uh, yeah, Beavis and Butthead coming to Comedy Central. My next story has to do with the streamer, video gamer, du jour, Ninja. Um, you know Ninja, right? Not personally, oh, but you yeah. know who he is. Yeah. The, Unless I'm wrong, do you, know, yeah. do you know him personally? Yeah, we're besties. Yeah, no. yeah. Ninja and his pink and or blue hair, depending on the circumstances. I know of him, yeah. So Ninja is probably one of the most famous streamers in the industry. He started off on Twitch, became ginormous, and then like all good sellouts, 
took a whole bucket load of money from Microsoft for a, a product called Mixer. Do you ever use Mixer? I know you're a Twitch guy. No, but then I was never like an Xbox or Microsoft guy. Okay, but you could do Twitch on Xbox, but yeah, you're right. Um, it was definitely a um, Microsoft thing. Anyways, it wasn't that good of a Microsoft thing because it's done. Mixer's gone. Gonzo, toilet fied, gone. And so turns out Ninja has kind of burned his bridges over at Twitch. <laughs> so he's not going back to Twitch. Instead, and here's our hot breaking audio knots news, Ninja is going to stream solely on YouTube. So he's moving to YouTube live. He, uh, someone caught a glimpse of him doing a test run. He, he put it up and took it down real quick by accident. Yeah. And of course, because people are real sleuths these days, somebody spotted it. So Ninja's coming to YouTube for all you Ninja fans out there. He's not gone forever. You just have to keep looking. Yeah, he's a ninja, man. You can't, you can't see him yet. He's like, ha, 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 Twitch, Mixer, He'll YouTube. He only lets you see him when he wants you to see him. That's right. Man, that fool is living every every kid's dream, man. Yeah, as much as we all can hate him, he's like every one of us would switch places with him. Yeah, it's kind of like he's such a sellout. But if you're in that position, hell yeah, you're going to sell out too. Homie got $30 million to play video games badly. He's not even that great of a video gamer. $30 $30 million to play for a company. He, he's probably why they went out of business. His contract probably put Mixer straight under. So they, I saw this like comparison, like chart of how much he made compared to like a professional athlete made. I was like, holy crap, man, this guy. It's, it's incredible. Well, good on you, Ninja. Enjoy your YouTubes. Uh, my next story has to do with Walmart. Everybody has a Walmart somewhere close to them. Uh, we happen to have one in my town. You have one in your town, correct? Uh, town over town over um so walmart's is doing something very american and i'm pretty excited about this uh walmart is taking 180 of their stores and converting their parking lots at nighttime into drive-in theaters i thought that was really cool and i i'd have to look and see if the list of either one of like the one by us or the one by you is i kind of doubt that the one by us will be because we live so close to an actual drive-in movie theater It'd be yeah. kind of weird for them to do that. But I wouldn't be shocked if the ones more towards Portland did, in fact, try it out. And I'd be interested to see how this works. Like, yeah. Is it going to be like, yeah, is it going to like permanently be there or just during the nighttime or what? I think Walmart has the kind of money that they can th- construct something during the day and like have everybody show up at nighttime and watch and then tear it down before the people come to buy their, you know, their cheap camo t shirts the next day. So, you know, that's getting people employed more. Definitely. Well, it's cool. I mean, uh, I'm not the biggest Walmart fan by any means, but I mean, we can't do nothing. There's so few things to do anymore. That's cool. So people will have to watch out for that and see if it's any cool, any good, any cool. Plus, are they going to show like newer movies or just old movies, you know? I don't know. Does Walmart have any Walmart exclusives? I mean, they're a multi-jillion dollar company. Who knows what they're going to do? It'll probably yeah. be, if I was the guessing man, it'll be wholesome classics, you know, to keep their, their brand. Yeah, exactly. The Sandlot, that kind of thing. They so. just go to their, like, electronics. And like, Which one should today? It's <laughs> just a DVD player. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, my next story stays kind of in the movie realm. Did you hear the new part that Jason Momoa is signed on to play? A vampire? 
No, well, we did talk about that a couple episodes ago, but it's even hotter news than that, or should I say, cooler news. Jason Momoa, the one and only Aquaman, the one and only guy from Game of Thrones, has signed on to play the iconic live-action version of Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> Is he going to voice it? Is he going to like... I would assume. Because it, it, they're not going to like uh, just paint him white and send him out there. Like with a beard and long-ass hair. All I can figure is it's got to be kind of a, a Vin Diesel group type situation. Right. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting choice. But yes, Jason Momoa has signed on to play Frosty the Snowman in a live action remake that I think isn't this Christmas, but coming to us in Christmas 2021. So everybody get excited to cool down with Mr. Momoa himself, and it should be a frosty good time. I guess. Is it is it considered live action if it's like CG? Well, I mean, would you consider Guardians of the Galaxy a live action movie? Yeah. No. Like, do you would you consider the Lion King live action? Uh, well, they try to tell us that's what it was, but to me, that's computer anime movie because there's no humans. But Frosty Stillman's yeah. full of human beings. I mean, yeah. he's the only just, animated character. To me, he's the equivalent of Groot. You know, right? Everybody else just acts around him. You know? I think. Mean, I guess for me, when you say live action Frosty, is like for me, it's like, is he? It has he look like him, right? Right. So you need point. to think about live action Frosty Snowman as a movie title versus the character. So the character itself will, I'm certain, be 100% CG, but yeah. it only include Jason Momoa's voice, whereas it'll be a CG snowman chilling, ha-ha, with all real actors, like, you know, kids and things like that. Well, she's going to be some kind of, like, you know, magical trick where he could, like, snap and turn himself to human for a bit. <laughs> that way they could show his face. Yeah. Because they paid all that money for him. Yeah. They need show him. Do you remember another superhero was in a movie about a snowman? And what was it called? Do you remember that movie with Michael Keaton where something bad happened? It's like almost like a horror type movie. And he turns into like a mean snowman. Wasn't it like Frosty or Frost? or Frost? I don't remember. It was really, really bad movie. But I'm imagining this is similar in style, but obviously I'd hope yeah. a lot better produced. So Batman, if Batman can play a snowman, Aquaman can play a snowman. Yeah. Uh, we'll just have to wait for Harry Cavell's snowman version, whatever he ends up doing. Um, my next story is a, a pretty big story right now because, you know, sports are all going through their things. We're having a lot of different uh, conversations about um, culture and race. And it's re come up again with uh, sports teams having to choose some new names because they've had these racist names for a really long time. Uh, yeah. the, the, the biggest one being the Washington Redskins. And so they, they finally, I think, got enough pressure for them to change their name. FedEx is getting ready to build them, help them build a brand new stadium with their name on it. And they've said that they won't give them that money and they won't put their name on it if they don't change their name. Nike has pulled all of their apparel. Uh, Target and a few other stores have yanked it all. Amazon can't get it online. So I think it's finally happening. And I'm, I'm all for it. Everybody's like, oh. I'm like, get over yourself. First of all, how is it that Washington, D.C., by the way, not the state, had two professional teams that had to change their names because they were not cool? Um, if anybody remembers, as an old guy, I do, the Washington Bullets were a very good basketball team. 
And they had to change their name because they were the number one crime city in the entire United States because everybody was getting their asses shot in Washington, D.C. And at the time, so they had to change it to the Wizards. So the new thing is now, obviously, the Redskins, uh, where that was more of a violent tone, the Redskins is pretty much a racist slur as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, it's shocking that it's actually lasted this long. So I'm kind of glad to see it go. Uh, what do you think? And what would be your number one choice for a new name? Well, I already know the name, so I think Did I they officially guess. decide that though? I heard it too. Well, they said that the, the owner said it that it was a go. Oh, okay. So what would if you if you were picking not not the name that they chose, what would you have chose instead? Oh, I don't know. I've been I haven't given any thoughts. I don't know. Well the well, they had one where they talked about the Washington Red Tails. I thought that sounded kind of cool based on a Tuscany uh, Black Air Force group. And I thought that was kind of neat. But instead, like you said, I didn't know it was actually confirmed. But the owner had been leaning towards a name that he wanted to name some sort of arena football team once upon a time. Yeah. Called, called the Warriors. So the Washington Warriors, I think it's fine. I mean, there is a basketball team with the name already, but whatever. You know, two different sports. It's okay. Two different sports. Uh, I guess the uh, the Braves and the Indians are next to get a little bit of a hard time. We'll see what goes on there. Um, I don't know. Who am I to decide? Uh, my next story kind of sticks along the lines of kind of this cool new wokeness that we have. And this one I actually think is kind of, it's kind of interesting when you think about it. Uh, we have a new Sports Illustrated first. So uh, Sports Illustrated, as I'm sure you know, and most people probably know, once a year puts out a swimsuit issue which I've been a big fan of for a very long time because I'm a dirty old man. But uh, part of me says, well, doesn't the swimsuit illustrated issue kind of like sexualize women? Shouldn't that be an issue? But at the same time, they bring in a lot of different women that haven't been getting the, the sexualization that they deserve. <laughs> so they were famous for a while ago. They brought in um, – uh, a plus size woman, and she was in Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Amy Graham, some of that. Yeah, uh, something Graham, Ashley Graham, I want to say. Ashley Graham. Yeah, so they brought in Ashley Graham, and she was the first plus size kind of swimsuit model to make a lot of fame. In fact, she became very famous afterwards. And by the way, she is very attractive. So don't let you tell, don't you, your big ladies, let you tell anybody that you can't be hot as balls. Um, Kate and they, Upton, she was bigger yeah, in size too she was bigger too she's beautiful she's top 10 um and also halima Aideen was the first uh featured model to wear a hijab a hijab how do you say hijab I, say it right? I have no idea you know the headdress thing that the muslim yeah. ladies wear so that was pretty cool and that was only uh last year that that happened so guess what they did what barrier they broke for sexualizing this year want to take a shot what what did we do uh she's lgbq oh you are on the right track valentina sampeo has become the first ever transgender model to appear in sports illustrated swimsuit issue and i'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to say she's hot as balls <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that you know so good for her i think this is awesome you know yeah. people like worry so much about all this stuff it's like who cares She's a pretty lady. She's in the magazine. Good on her. Um, like I said, it is kind of a weird dichotomy to say it's cool that she's breaking this barrier, 
but all she's breaking is a barrier of us to sexualize and be like, look at her. She's hot. <laughs> like yeah. I just did. So, you know, there you go. It's kind of cool. like, Congrats yeah. To her. yeah, it's very progressive. So, um, I think it's cool. Um, good on you, Valentina. I, I, I like it. So audio and I'll have to go. Yeah. I'll have to go check her out. Yeah. She's pretty, pretty lady. So, um, I think that's pretty neat. And so I have one last story. Uh, about a brand new video game that's coming out. Wait, let me watch. Oh, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. July 12th. So by the time you guys hear it, it'll already be out, which means you can get it. This is the newest free-to-play, um, what do you call this? First-person shooter arena-style games? Battle Royale. Yeah, thank you. This is the next uh, free Battle Royale-style game um, in the vein of Fortnite, uh, Apex, uh, COD. But uh, this one, and we've said this, I think, a show or two before with other games because a lot of everybody's trying this because you give away the yeah. game for free and then you sell the kids a million extras and that's how you make buco bucks. More money. This game, though, looks dope. And so it's called Hyperspace. It's made by Omnisoft or Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Um, Hyperscape is basically taking what appears to be all the best parts of Fortnite, all the best parts of Apex, and all the best parts of COD and mash them into one big game. And it looks cool as balls. I'm like, I'm I'm down. Like, I'm not super into those games, but even I want to try it. My son plays a ton of Fort, Fortnite. He's actually been replaying Apex again. He plays a lot of COD. Yeah. And so he watched the trailer and I knew it was legit as soon as he looked at me and said, that looks cool. <laughs> you got approved. It got, yeah, kid danger excitement. That means it's going to be good. Just like in a Mystic Quest, they had to show that kid. Once that kid approves. Yeah, he's like, yes, four and a half balls. <laughs> did it. That's what happened. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. You, I, I, you saw the trailer, right, for this game? Yeah, I watched the trailer. It, it looked like they took, you know, Fortnite's Battle Royale. Yeah, and then they took COD's like gameplay, like you know, capture the flag, all those right. different modes, yeah. and they took like the look of Apex and just mashed it to one and created that. So it looks it's pretty genius. Cool. It's kind of like what we've said like a million times before. Everything's a remix, and so when you can take the best things and just continually improve something, I'm like, why not? I mean, it looks like all new areas. They talk about a lot about like uh, it mixes in more parkour because you're like able to like power leap off buildings and yeah. it's in more of a cityscape type fighting action and one of the, the things that i thought was really cool and i don't play those other three games like the rest of you guys do that looked really cool to me is you're playing as a team when you die you don't lose leave the game you play as like they call it a shadow and you run along and you can still use your headset to tell your team members of things that are coming like a scout and yeah. then as soon as they kill an opponent that opponent drops like a puck and you can go stand on that puck, and for a certain amount of time, if your teammate can get there in time, they can revive you back into the game. I just, I don't yes. know if that's common to these other games, but it just seemed like a really unique, cool idea. Yeah, it, it basically keeps it going because the other games, when you die, you like have a, you have a chance to revive them. Right. But once you die again, you're, you're just done. sitting there waiting the whole time until like you know, the game's over, and each game could last for like five minutes to like thirty minutes, depending right. on how good you do. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. So everybody, uh, I'm sure by the time you listen to this, you can go ahead and go download Hyperscape. I think it's available on both big machines of the PS4 and the Xbox. Um, I'm not sure about Nintendo, but have well, at it. Yeah, the best part about these like Battle Royale games, it's free. You can play for free perfectly fine without like you know, without any of like uh, uh, 
limitations. Yeah. The only time you want to buy stuff is for like you know, aesthetics. Yeah, to look cooler. So like when yeah, you become a, a kid, what they do with that's genius is they um they get these kids to want to show off to their friends, you know? Yeah. So like Kid Danger, he wants to have the coolest skin. He wants to have the coolest right. weapon, the coolest flyer in her thing. And so like I, it's the most genius marketing ever. I, I think it's great. Yeah, it's like if you if you go play, you could you could care less. You could just be like bare bones and play the game for what it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that was the last story I have. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, that's it for me too. Yeah, it's pretty good. We gave you guys an hour and fifteen minutes of hot, hot topics. So Damn. it was it was stuffed full. This season two debut could have been longer, dude. <laughs> could have been two hour episode. Could have been, yeah. I actually skip things. We'll we'll hit you on the next time with these things. There's just too much hot content. But you gotta remember, uh, we are your pop culture palette cleanser. Also sponsored by VisualAntiDesign.com. The best there is, the best there ever was. Get your designs done. And uh, with that, we will bid you adieu, and we will see you on the flippity flip. Audio, 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 audio.